Welcome to the RCF podcast. I'm here today with Seth Rambicure, who is a pastor and elder at Exeter Chapel. That's correct. Here in Rhode Island. He's also alum of the University of Rhode Island. That's correct. Sometime within this century. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Seth, our topic today is authority. I think it's an important topic because our tendency in the culture is to push back on on all authority, right? We I think as human beings, we really don't like authority. What do we, when we want to think biblically about authority, what, what does the Bible have to say about it? How should we think about authority? Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah, good question, Matt. So, and good topic. Our culture regards authority with suspicion, like the uh, the slogan, question everything. And uh, is that the is that the right way for us to go? It is certainly the tendency, like you said, that we feel inside ourselves. Yeah, authority is sort of woven into the fabric of uh, Scripture from uh, from beginning to end. And there's certainly lots of tales of the abuse of authority in the Scripture. Uh, lots of accounts recording that. But there is also in the Scripture a redemption of the idea of authority. Our God is an authority. He is the authority, actually, and uh, he is nothing but good. Our God is light in him. There is no darkness at all, and if authority is something that is part of his nature and he created us in his image, it's something for us to to study, to understand, and to learn how to implement rightly uh, according to his word. Yeah, and I wonder how our wrong view of authority can actually, how does that impact our relationship with God or our view of God as as well as uh, our, our view of self? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, the fall of man, uh, sin itself, its attitude is, uh, is I, I will not go your way, speaking to the authority. I will not do what you tell me to. Rather, I'm going to set myself up as my, my own authority. So our sinful nature, that's, that's its attitude. It reveals a lot that's in our heart, that if, if we are rejecting authority, it reveals that we're actually rejecting God. We're rejecting something that he has put into to place. It's more than just, okay, I don't like this one person who is supposed to be in authority over me. It, it's something deeper than that, that that's actually going on in our heart. I agree. And uh, our, our way of properly relating to God is uh, obedience. And so if we don't regard his authority as something positive, then our, our relating to him is going to be broken. Yeah. So what does the Bible say about who has authority over us? Yeah, who has authority over whom? To, to whom should I submit? Uh, over whom should I exercise authority? Certainly, uh, God is the authority, as we've mentioned already, but he has created man in his image, and he's, he's woven certain structures into, in fact, the created order. Uh, those can be seen somewhat implicitly in the Genesis creation account, in the first couple of chapters of Genesis, but they're also explicitly uh, written elsewhere in Scripture. Uh, I would say if you if you wanted to, if you wanted a one stop shop as far as like one book of the Bible that that you could really get quite a bit out of regarding authority, I would go to First Peter, 
First Peter's written in the context of believers suffering, and yet he urges, that is the Apostle Peter urges believers to, even in the case of suffering, to submit to certain authorities. Well, yeah, I would say in that he says to honor the emperor, right, and submit to the emperor. And we think of, uh, was Peter living in a day where he had lots of freedom and uh, things were great in, in their in the Roman Empire? That's right. Yeah, the uh, the current emperor in power was making Rome great again and uh, <laughs> was... <clears throat> no, uh, definitely uh, under difficult circumstances, uh, Peter uh, says, that's in chapter 2 of First Peter, he says, be subject to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. So that's in the context of an emperor who is not really favorable towards Christians or Christianity or uh, what Peter's life was all about. And yet he urges submission. And that's because of his understanding of God's biblical order. I was going to keep rolling with First Peter. That's a great place to go because not only does he address the government and human institutions in general, be subject to the ones that you find yourselves in. You could think of your, uh, if you're a student, under your, your authority, your professors maybe, or if you're in a secular job, under your, uh, under your bosses there. But Peter goes on to address servants and masters in chapter two, verse eighteen, and then chapter three, he gets to to family relationships, wives and husbands, how should that work? Chapter 5, in the church, members under elders, be subject to your elders. Uh, And in chapter 5, he says, everybody under God, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that at the proper time he might exalt you. And so that's that picture of when we're in right relationship with God and those that he's put us under. uh, Someone once said that you'll never get over what God has put you over until you get under what God's put you under. That's good. So let me give a little pushback because I think the the natural reaction or response to that is, but I've seen so much abuse. I mean, you think of even in the church, we see leaders who mm-hmm. abuse authority. And so it's really natural for us to say, I don't want to just submit to the, the authority because I might get abused or they might be abusive how would you respond to that yeah that's uh that's certainly our our reality that we live in and i think actually that's the impetus behind like question everything i'm not just gonna just swallow hook line and sinker everything that i've been told because um i've i've been shown just in my own life and in examples of others that uh, not everybody can be trusted in fact can anyone really be trusted Nevertheless, it's a gracious thing in the sight of God, Peter says, that when we're doing good, if we suffer for it, to just continue being faithful and doing good, that's a gracious thing in the sight of God. He says, God sees that, and you can entrust yourself to God, to a faithful creator while doing good, Peter says. In fact, he says, if we do that, we're actually following Jesus' example. Nobody was abused like Jesus was abused, and he continued to submit himself to authority. He submitted himself to his parents, uh, which uh, the more you think about it, the more odd it seems, but there he was submitting to his parents. Later, he even submitted himself to the to the man who had him executed. Think about abuse of authority. There it is right there. Jesus had multiple false trials, basically, 
he was innocent and yet accused and went to, went to his execution and yet he submitted to Pilate. He acknowledged Pilate's authority over him because he said, God put you over me. And so Jesus' example is one of submission. That's because ultimately he submitted to his father. Jesus always did what pleased his father. Uh, Jesus, you think about that relationship within the Godhead, even Jesus submitted to his father, the son to his father. And that's what made him submissive on earth in all these earthly relationships, even though the people he submitting was submitting to were not perfect. And so we can follow in his footsteps as Peter urges us to do. So are you saying that if we're in an abusive situation, that we should stay in that situation merely because we are called to submit? We are called to uh, submit to those in authority over us. Now you're getting real. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is practical stuff, what, right? Yeah, what a difficult question. So the the question is, has has God permitted me to get out of this situation or not? So... In the case of, say, a job or even uh, being a student at a school, you have some sort of contract there with your, with your company or with your school, which if you're an employee at will, you can break at any time. And so, in other words, uh, you can say, I'm no longer going to be an employee here. I'm going to leave because this is an abusive situation. There are other relationships or offices to which, uh, to which the Lord calls us where uh, what the Lord has joined together, let no man tear asunder. And so we are to submit even in difficult circumstances uh, in those kinds of relationships. But we should certainly seek help, right? If So if we're in a, a church situation where there's abuse or in a marital situation, relational situation, we can seek outside help. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I I just sort of made an implicit reference to marriage in my last statement. And yeah, within the context of the church, the the husband is is, is an authority over the wife, but he's not an authority unto himself. He himself is under the elders authority in the church, uh, and he needs to submit to them. And he's also under his head, who is Christ. He needs to submit to Christ, and the further he goes out from that submission, the more danger he's actually putting himself in. The Bible has uh, very powerful warnings against abuse of the of of authority. Masters, you have a master in heaven. Watch out. So let me ask you this question: We, we talked about uh, if the authority is abusive, but what if we just simply disagree with that person? Uh, or that institution that's in authority over me, I have that disagreement with them, what should I do? Yeah, that's good. Do do I only need to obey when I agree? Do I only need to submit when I agree? Uh, interesting, and this is maybe a little philosophical, but interesting thing about obedience is it's it's actually only significant as a concept in it, in itself when it's actually somewhat against my will that I have to obey. Otherwise, it's just what I wanted to do anyway. Like, you're telling me what to do, but I wanted to do that anyway, and so I'm just going to follow. Submission is significant when it's actually against my will or when it's maybe against my wisdom or against what I think is best. Nevertheless, I follow because the Lord has put this person over me to lead. Uh, And sometimes that person is going to lead me the wrong way, and they're going to have to give an account for that to God. 
But sometimes they're going to lead me against my will, and I'm going to find out later, wow, that was really the wise thing to do. And I'm grateful that God gave me that leader. So do you have any final words of wisdom or advice, um, thinking from the perspective, especially of a student who is just wrestling with some of these things, maybe for the first time, that maybe they've never really thought this deeply about this subject, and especially what Scripture has to say about it. Do you have any any words of encouragement uh, to a student? Absolutely. So I think probably a lot of what what I've said in the last 15 minutes or so is going to cause an allergic reaction. So absolutely. uh, You know, it's just everything about that, you know, my everything in me screams, no, you know, I'm I'm not going to get myself into a situation like that that I can't get out of. But actually, it's the situation that God's put us into. And so my encouragement would be to, to, to dig into the scripture and see what it is that God says there. You know, start in First Peter uh, and look at those various situations that Peter describes and how it is that we follow in the footsteps of Christ. There are other other sections uh, that address this topic explicitly. Romans thirteen one to seven talks about the government even uh, being God's servant for your good. And that's hard to imagine sometimes when we think about who was who was recently elected or or whatever, but. Uh, nope, that's what God's Word says. So orient our minds according to God's Word. Ephesians 5 and 6 uh, has some different categories. Uh, Colossians 3 repeats those. And yeah, looking at Jesus' example, I would say dig into the Scripture. As we're transformed in our mind by what God says, uh, then we'll be able to walk in a way that's pleasing to Him. Yeah, and I like that you pointed out the the goodness of that authority from Romans 13, um, because that's not usually what, that's not the aspect mm. that we think of. But I, I think certainly uh, from Scripture, we, we get that that constant call to not just recognize and acknowledge that, that authority, but also give thanks for them. And that's what he does in, in Romans 13. And um, that's a hard thing to do, but that's what we were called to, to do as, as Christians. Amen. Good encouragement. Yeah. Well, Seth, thanks for, for your time. Thanks Thank for you, being man. with us today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And for more information about Rody Christian Fellowship, please visit rodyfellowship.com or check us out on our Instagram page at Rody Fellowship.